Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Andrew. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm roiled up. Roiled up? Royal, yeah, I'm roiled up. Did you see the Queen today? The Queen did a speech, did a speech today, yeah. I did, well, I oh. didn't see her, but she was on TV. Yeah, she was. Yeah, London was a nightmare today. It was like, it was just closed all over the place. It was closed. It's funny, like, my friend Adrian was, was like, coming in earlier on, and... He was like, I, I didn't understand. There was just so many people and like the Extinction Rebellion thing was <laughs> happening at the moment. And he just attributed it all to that. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, like the like the queen was like cutting about between <laughs> Parliament and the and, our, and Buckingham Palace for a while. He was like, oh, OK, I didn't. OK, I may have forgotten about that. I know it was it was so weird. Like I was in the hotel this morning in London and I watched BBC Breakfast and it was talking about like the Queen's speech and like how the roads will be really difficult in London. I turned the TV off and I was like downstairs going like, I wonder if the roads are going to be really difficult in London. Like pretending it was my own idea or something like that. And then, we, <laughs> and then we proceeded to get a taxi from the hotel to the place when I knew full well that the roads weren't going to be great. So I, yeah, I had a lapse of judgment there. But uh, but why are you riled up? Just like um, like Timon and Pimba. Like, yeah. What if, what if he becomes, what if he's on our side? Yeah, exactly. Wait, I've yep. got a great idea. What if he's on our side? <laughs> so I'm... Yeah, I was so my my day has been like up and down. Like I had a, like a pretty crappy thing happen towards the end of the day, and then I spent ninety minutes in the gym, and then I spent ninety minutes on the phone to Uber to try and discuss something that happened yesterday. What happened yesterday? So um, we have previously discussed this because I happened to spend some time with you yesterday. But I, I was hungover and ordered some food from from Uber Eats and just got some random person's food in in, in response. Uh, well, um, I delivered to my house, and so I just went. Oh, I'll just pop onto Uber Eats help, and I took a picture of the food, and I was like, "Hey, of of, of the three things that I ordered, here's seventeen things that I did not order, <laughs> and zero of the things that I actually wanted. Um, can can we either fix this or whatever?" And they went. <laughs> the response was something like, "Please never contact us again. Um, we can't make any adjustments to your account, and if you contact us, we'll treat this as a spam and abuse of our help system." <laughs> Thank you for understanding. <laughs> Oh man, so bad. <laughs> so I made three or four other requests, and then I tracked. I spent an hour on the phone tonight to somebody, but I'm like, like, how is it acceptable? Like, how, like, and I said to him, I was like, if you were, if you ordered a pair of shoes from Amazon and they sent you an MP3 player and said, oh, well, hope you enjoy it. Lol, would mm. you be happy? Like, but the thing is, like, the the, the MP3 player just broke after a while because, like, essentially, food I can't eat. After like twenty minutes, so or whatever. So um, <laughs> I like that analogy. Minutes, but, oh yeah, the analogy falls down. Oh yeah, like, or, or like Tesco delivers you like you order like a bit of salmon and they deliver you a bag of rice and say <laughs> lol, uh, you like rice. <laughs> bon appetit. Um, really like, no, I don't like rice. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, I got. I'm I'm feeling in like the power of injustice at the moment, which. Also suitably fits with the um, the Extinction Rebellions at the moment because they feel an injustice. So mm. they've been yep. attempting to put red paint over uh, parliament buildings and stuff like that over the last week and failing because they can't use fire engines. Did you see that in the news? No, I didn't know. Yeah, there's a, they'd um, filled up a fire engine filled with like, red paint to like, look as if like, they were pouring blood over. Like, I think it was over the treasury or something. And they immediately lost control of the, of the pump. And he just like spilled all over the street. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. See, that's annoyingly going to cost more taxpayers' money to clean up 
and that taxpayer's money could go to like building windmills. Do they not see the irony? In <laughs> building <it>? windmills. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're not going to build build windmills. But, well, we could. Do. I don't know. I don't know what the government strategy is. Get the Dutch in, build a build a field of windmills. Yeah, no, no, I'm all for. I'm all for like. Um, do you think it's weird? Like when I don't know how you say it, but I always say to people, "No, I'm all for climate change. I'm not actually for climate change. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for... about climate change." Excuse yeah. me while I just like burn some plastic and uh... <laughs> yeah, let me burn some rope and release some toxins in there. No, but like yeah. I mean, like you know, what I you know what I would mean if I said I'm for climate change, right? Is it strange? Like I'm all for helping the environment is what you really mean to say? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm pro. I'm pro. Um, Making changes to help the climate. Yes, yes, that's what I would You're mean. You're pro yes. making the world continue to be a habitable yes. place. Yes, yes. I'm not. I'm not pro increasing temperatures and melting ice caps. Two yeah. percent. Um, Let's aim for three percent. Let's really <laughs> put the boat out. Come on. Uh, yeah. So um, maybe like Trump and just says, "Well, <laughs> snow yesterday, so global what? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> global cooling. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my favorite." <laughs> Well, this week on the on the topic of climate change. Yes, yeah, on the topic of climate change. This week, um, um, well, I suggested it be it'd be cool to talk about um icons, as in not like desktop icons, but as in like people who are icons, <laughs> <laughs> not 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 graphical user interface. For those who got it mixed up, <laughs> for those living in 1997 and were like, oh, you mean those things that are on my screen, like my files, my Excel spreadsheets? <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so like people that are icons. Uh, and and like idols, so like you know, people that you idolize. Uh, you know, what's the difference between an icon and an idol? Who are our idols, and have they changed, and things like that? Um, so I linked this to to climate change because we were talking about um, Greta Thunberg, and yeah, I, I imagined you would link, you would say her name afterwards, but you didn't. So it kind of it doesn't actually look like what you said doesn't link to climate change at all. But you... I always get her surname wrong. I always call her like Thornberg and oh no, it's Thornberg, isn't it? Thornberg, Thunberg, Thunberg. I don't know how to pronounce it. I apologize sure. to everybody in Sweden. Who's Sorry, not listening, Greta, but if you're listening, just on the off chance. Yeah, I've got some Swedish friends. They might listen. They probably don't. It's probably like most of the people that I know that listen to the first ten minutes, the first episode, and then decided <laughs> against it. Hey, we had we had good followings up to like episode five. <laughs> and then what just, happened then? Uh, I stopped talking about my personal life and how tragic my dating life is. I think I was too racist and homophobic. <laughs> we lost half of our demographic. If only you knew you were like a massive Queen and Elton John fan, yeah. then like they would they'd be back on board. It'd be great. If only they knew I was like squishy inside and was like squishy. A, a lovely teddy bear. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So so um. So I thought we could, like. Well, we discussed it. We could do like two episodes, like one on icons and like one on idols, but kind of cross a little bit between them and just kind of see how it goes. Because I was reading up about the difference between icons and idols. There's a there's a there's a fair bit out there about people like disagreeing on different things and like hard definitions and things like that. Like, so I was reading, like, so an icon could be someone like Gandhi or Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, or someone like that, who's, like, someone who epitomizes a specific thing or, like, a profession or something like that. And then, or it could be Hitler. Hitler's an icon. Or it could be Hitler. It's yeah. always, always my favorite sentence when you <laughs> listen to something on the internet or find something on the internet. It's could always be. in the comments. Or, or it could be Hitler. You never know. Or it could be Hitler. It could be Mecha Hitler. Yeah. So, 
like going like let's pull it back a bit right you've just said oh we want to you want to talk about icons and idols and now you're talking about hitler um well yeah so yeah well hitler could be an i is an icon but he's not an idol well you're not my idol anyway <laughs> stalin all the way okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah well well what would you say is an icon then Instead, of, instead of like opening like like what what's uh, Webster's di- uh, dictionary defines icon as, like I was more thinking that we would have a discussion around iconic figures in certain fields. So like the reason that uh, Greta Thunberg is so iconic is that like she's so out of the norm and it's like like she's sort of broke free of like of like the noise of like people talking about climate change and that sort of thing, and she's risen up and has become like a figurehead as an activist in this in the field of like climate change and i thought it'd be like i when i agreed and thought this would be a good thing to talk about like like the comparison between her and what like the extinction rebellion has done like what like if you look at like a tactic tactic of what people do to try and achieve their goals and their ambitions in a certain thing like what like what I think the Extinction Rebellion has done. This is might sound very belittling. Like whilst it has been very newsworthy, and for people who don't know, it's essentially like a set of protests that's been taken out across the UK, where people have yeah. like done sit-ins and attached themselves to buildings and um, done like made protests. And it's, there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who have got involved. And the net effect of me is that they've pe- essentially pedestrianised Westminster for the last uh, couple of weeks, which has been really good because the yeah. roads are really quiet and it's pretty safe to walk wander about. <laughs> uh, but I did have to like walk around a full block to get to a coffee shop because I couldn't walk across the street because the police had barricaded it off, and <laughs> that was not the best. But uh, inconvenience. And compare that to somebody who is what was she sixteen or something when she yeah, made 15. that speech and stands in front of world leaders with no fear probably had a lot of fear inside her but so confidently just went you guys are disgusting and are not going to change anything and you're ruining the next generation and like she just spoke truth to power and like and i think that the impact of having somebody like that as opposed to like someone like um the impact of having someone like david attenborough making another documentary and saying yeah we're ruining the world because look at these herds of animals that are not going to be able to exist because of the impact that we had. You go, yeah, that's awful. But like, when you actually have somebody... And he does talks like that as well. Like He stands and says, like, we need to act now. But then when you've got like a, like an articulate person who like you don't expect to hear this sort of like reasoned argument from her, mm. and she's angry. And I think that's really cool. And that's why I think that like, she's like an iconic figurehead, like, as opposed to like Hitler is <laughs> the first yeah. person you put out. I think that's quite cool. Like, so if you look back at people who've made big strides, and like, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, so you think of like Martin Luther King or whomever. And I'm not trying to compare her to Martin Luther King, who like made strides to like improve racial uh, inequality in the United mm. States. But like, if you think of like the issues that are happening today, like the issues that are facing us, apart from war and poverty and Brexit at the moment and that sort of thing, like the global, the global issue is like climate change and she's like a figurehead and an activist and I'm like an icon of that at the moment because she's like part of the zeitgeist and then if you look like more macro level like in the United States like a lot of the issues are around like gun crime and like the like the survivors of the parkland shootings who like the they 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 have become activists and they've become icons like and are speaking outwardly like I don't know if it's just because they're children or because in both instances these people are children who are speaking issues that are 
were seen as like much bigger than what one person could ever tackle. And that's what's like quite cool. Like when you look at like Gandhi or um, Nelson Mandela or whoever like that, like that make massive impact that you don't think a single person, like, of course, like there was lots of people behind them and like the movement doesn't happen by one person, but they are like a figurehead and an icon that represent that, that field. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Yeah. So, I, so I, I guess Greta's kind of, I see her as being as big as she is because of her age. Um, I think that's probably the one big thing that's like, because there's, there's been other climate change activists, right, that have been, that have gotten. Yeah, like there has to be a, like an X factor yes. that makes you stand out. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I was saying before, like if a David mm. Attenborough had made the same speech that she did, it wouldn't have had nearly the yeah. same impact. Because he did make a speech at the same place, but it yeah. didn't make the headlines that she did yeah but i mean you know but but she but she like because of her age she almost is um it's like because she talks about future you know so she has these fridays for future or something like that i think is the thing that that where you know kids or students go on strike or i think now just people go on strike or something i'm not i'm not quite sure how far it's extended but you know and i think because she is her age that the age that she is she can kind of talk about the future because it climate change will i mean it'll affect us obviously because we're all we're we're not that far away from her age i feel quite far away from her age well we are reasonably far from her age yes yeah i mean you're like uh don't say double no you're not double no you're like (laughs) 10 or something years old the older or something i'm like i'm 10 years older you're like 11 anyway (laughs) let's not do this yeah anyway you know but we're not we're not that far whereas if it's like someone who's like a 70 year old person or 70 year old man or like you know someone who's like or 60 even it's like someone who's like you know yes climate change will affect them and particularly if they have kids it will affect them but or grandkids even but you know the, the arguments maybe not quite as emotional as, yeah. as coming from her gandhi's another good example right where he like he went through the suffering uh with his people you know or with the people he was trying to help you know, and and that's I think partly why his argument was so strong as well because he was like he you know if it had just been a white British man who'd been like I think Indians should get freedom, you know well first of all he'd been slain at Bayonet Point or something but also, um you know the drive wouldn't have been there you know there's only a couple of examples like like Schindler from uh, the film I can't remember his, was his first it was Schindler of Schindler's List yeah but his name, second name's not List is it it's like <laughs> <laughs> Second name's Schindler, you fucking muppet. <laughs> Mr. List. Um, <laughs> second name's yeah, but but no, but he he's he's a really good example, right? Because he Schindler of List. <laughs> Schindler of List of von List. No, but he's a really good example, right? Because he 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 was a wealthy German. He could have he could have just stayed quiet and he would have done well within the war. He did do well. He did do well, yes, but but he he also did great things for for Jewish people, which he didn't ha- was he didn't have to. He wasn't obligated to do it. Um, so it's weird. Whereas he's no, he's not like a, he's not someone you would think of as like, oh, he's like a, an icon. Or I wouldn't say he's like a well-known icon. I mean, obviously most people know the film, but I think he is. I think in, like in the Jewish community, I would imagine he's definitely an icon. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but but he's not like I think if you, I think if you get like there's icons and then icons like you know Gandhi's <laughs> so well known, you know, and Abraham Lincoln or something, you know, whereas like. Uh, like Schindler, I think is like, I mean, I can't even remember his second name. You know, it's not list. His second name Schindler. I don't have any times I need to tell you. What's his first name then? Oscar. 
Oh yeah, fuck, Oscar Schindler. <laughs> okay, I do know his name. I just had a mind blank. Senior moment. Anyway, but um, yeah. Um, so, but but then, okay, well, we'll have to cut some of that shit out. But anyway, no, that's um, definitely going in. But then Hitler's also a really good example, right? And I'll tell you why Hitler's a good example <laughs> because Hitler also went through the suffering with pe- with people. Okay, his his arguments were un- completely flawed and were very very wrong, but um. He went through he that could draw oppression. a crowd. Sorry? He could draw a crowd. Yeah. yeah. But he went through that oppression, right? With his peop- with those people. Well, they weren't his people then. Um, and so that's why he, he marketed that whole thing about he went through it. He knew the oppression from the West. Um, you know, he knew the, oh, well, from the Allies. He, he, you know, he was there. You know, his whole Jewish thing was obviously completely off the rails but the the whole thing against britain and france and america and everything was was yeah like they they destroyed the german economy they destroyed germany and he was like well why why would we ever be tolerant of that and he started a socialist movement and there's like that that was just a route and then he sort of went a little bit too far and yeah yeah every direction afterwards yeah no absolutely so i i know it's just interesting to talk about like what what because I, I guess maybe idol, um, not idol, sorry, icons also, or maybe like there's not like you're saying, like you know, we shouldn't go on any hard definitions, but there's also probably not like the international dictionary of icons, like you know, like it's not like. But you can have like people. So like, I've got a book like a hundred quotes that change the world, or a hundred days yeah. that change the world, and you can also have the same thing of like a hundred people that change the world, or a thousand people that change the world, and it's all relative, or it's all subjective to against like to what you. What made an impact to certain people? Like some, like we we're some people would say that Steve Jobs changed the world because he, like the econ- like the economic difference that he is a single, well not as a single person, but he as a contributor to like m- making something like the iPhone. So he essentially revolutionized the smartphone industry, which like yeah. caused a boom in software development jobs. So you've now got firms of people who are like multi millionaires and billionaires, or who have made who make software for us for a phone platform and it rose like like android was in co-development along the same side but it it changed the trajectory of what what android ended up looking like and the, and it changed the facing of what the face of what computing became mm. like in the 10 15 years afterwards and some would say that that's an iconic figure because like he essentially changed he did make a dent in the world by by doing that and then you can look at somebody like um mark zuckerberg as like an iconic figure but like, an, you can say like an icon or an iconic figure. Where uh, Hitler is an iconic figure because of the impact that he had. Mm. And I hate using Hitler as an example. It's just the <laughs> lowest gutter internet. Well, you Stalin then trolley argument ever. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we should just cut in Stalin. Uh, but <laughs> if you look at like. Like Mark Zuckerberg essentially like changed how democracy works in the world because of the mm. terrible decisions that Facebook have made over time, and Bill Gates has changed. Like he's like he's gone from being like a corporate global like market leader to being somebody who spends his time trying to make dysentery and polio not a thing. And I think like so the first time the first thing that ever changed my mind about him to make him like because I never I was always an Apple fanboy. I wasn't always an Apple fanboy, but <laughs> like since I was about fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. I never really cared for him or anything that he does. And then when I was about eighteen or nineteen, I think I was at university, he did a talk about he did a few TED talks. Like he did a few annual TED talks and one of them was about the fight to zero mm-hmm. and how the 
the global emissions, like dropping it by 20%, dropping it by 30%, 30% is not good enough. And it's all about how do we get zero carbon emissions? How yeah. is that? How do we, how do we get? And I was like, and it, it's the same as like um, we were talking about earlier, like people who say something that like that really draws your attention. So like the Greta Thunberg thing was like, she's, it was, it, it drew your attention because it was a 15 year old little girl. I'd say little, it was a 15 year old, uh, person who made a statement and the same with like the parkland thing where it was like a a group of children there's like a there was a girl who was in who was a survivor of the parkland shootings who'd made a speech really um like emphatic speech and then stood silent for seven minutes and said that's how long it took for 17 of my friends to be gunned down i'm not sure of the exact figures but i'm, I'm paraphrasing but it popped, it popped in my head. A bunch of people died. It was absolutely horrendous. And she stood in silence in front of 10,000 people and just went and and stared them down and essentially went, that's how long it took. Mm. And it was it, like, that is like someone who like, it, that becomes iconic. And that like, that might, that moment might outlive her. And, or maybe looked back like when America gets a grip <laughs> gets as a point, a as a turning point. And the same <laughs> with like, so... And at the point, like it's been ten years since his, since um, Bill Gates' talk, and nothing has actually changed. But what he said really grabbed grabbed me when he was like, "We need to get to zero percent." And he said, "And this is how I'm going to do it." And he talked about the fourth generation Terra Power um, nuclear reactors, like wave reactors that eat that use a spent fuel as as a power source, and they can essentially power the world for like a century, <laughs> and. I was like, wow, that's incredible. And I was a physics student at the time, so it really grabbed me. And that really changed, started to change my opinion about him. But Yeah. And nothing's changed since then, but like it, like that it's it's moments that people have that like that can really like I could say make them iconic. And there's points in people's time. Like Steve Jobs did a lot in his life. Some would say like creating the Mac was like an is like and there's like these five or six points. Like we watched the Steve Jobs movie and it circles around three points in his life. And there's probably five or six points in his life where he's really made an impact and bill gates is the same greta thurnberg's the same nelson mandela is the same i don't want to liken they're not all the same in the same category because they've all done different things but mm. yeah i would say that they're all i would call them all icons in different yeah. rights and in different magnitudes but i would still say that they have made a difference yeah yeah no i think that's that's probably fair enough i'd probably go around the same yeah because i guess yeah, I mean, I mean, they've all made they've all made huge differences. So, I mean, we're obviously talking about the ones or the names that we're saying are like the ones that are, you know, very very famous. I guess Greta will maybe one day be very very famous. I mean, she is famous now, but you know, she's not like she's not like a legend or something. She's or she's not like so she's not someone that you read about in like classrooms. Um, whereas, no, not yet, right? But yeah, that's what no. I was saying. Like, if you. If what Martin Luther King had done had made no difference, or like these events in time hadn't made a difference, because there's a thousand people who stood up and their voice wasn't heard, and they did, like they're not they're not the ones that you hear about because it takes it takes the one and like on reflection you see that they the ones who made the shift and like if maybe if what she did did trigger a change then like they could be that paradigm shift that that needs to happen yeah. and it does take something like that to actually trigger change yeah yeah, yeah. no absolutely uh, no i think it does and it's like like you say it takes that that x factor wow factor as well to like to, to to make the change you know so you need that that thing to kind of be really like you know to stand out yeah 
That's really interesting. Just thinking about it, just like why why people have certain why because I guess I icons are like maybe more general, and idols are maybe quite personal. I guess icons can be personal as well, but you know where where I would maybe say like Elton John. I idolize Elton John because of a very specific reason because he was like a huge influence with piano or something. Well, that's quite a personal reason for doing it. Whereas Ellen John might be an icon for something, you know, maybe maybe like giving to AIDS charities or or or, or while starting his own AIDS foundation or for. I mean, he used to be an icon for fashion <laughs> back when he was like <laughs> used to wear ridiculous pieces of clothing. But um, you know, I guess uh, or he still you know, is. or even yeah, he still is. Yeah, or even or even just an icon for music. You know, for like you know that piano music. But that's maybe quite that's quite a generic, you know. I don't know. It's just interesting to kind of think about how the two cross over. It's it's similar to like what um like Dave, Dave Grohl said when he he was talking about the reason that people come to concerts. There's like a there's a different field of people who come to who come to a show. You've got the people who like the song that you wrote changed their life, and they wouldn't be the person they were if they didn't have that three minutes of music. There's some people who are like there who are like on like this cool. Like they're having this like incredible experience, and some people just want to fucking dance, <laughs> right? And there's there's the, there's like a spectrum, right? So like like yeah, like so, Elton John may have changed your life, and be, him being an idol is fine. Like, he doesn't need to have changed a hundred million people's lives for it to be impactful, right? Mm. There's like there could be one person that changed that changed the viewpoint of Elon Musk that turned turned him into the person that he is today. There could be a couple of people who impacted the life or put the inspiration into the back of someone like bill gates or steve jobs or like i pick them out because like i'm a nerd so uh <laughs> well the first step is admitting <laughs> like there's a few people who can who really put you on a trajectory for life and like it's so, like i, I kind of think like on a small on a, on a tiny term for myself like my my stepdad's kind of like that because i didn't i wasn't interested in computers until i met him i wasn't interested in physics beyond just being kind of good at maths mm. until like I realized that he had a physics degree and a PhD and stuff like that, and like I now I'm a software engineer with a physics degree and a master's in computer science or whatever because mm. I listened to what he said, and like without that input, my life may have gone on a wildly different trajectory. Yeah, and like so, whilst Elton John made an impact to you, like it's I think that he can like you can like it still it still fits like it's all it's all relative. I feel yeah yeah yeah, yeah no I guess it is all relative and it's all. I guess specifically how you see it and how someone else sees it, but I'm going to say my dad would feel jealous if you listened to this. But I don't <laughs> actually know how he knows. I don't think he knows what a what a podcast is to how to download it. Or oh wait, no, I said a didn't I? <laughs> Can you not count? Ah, you see the boots on the other um, shoe or whatever it is. Foot, foot. I say yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I guess um. Well, should we like wrap up? Or like summarize, I guess, because then well, I guess, if, or, is, or I don't know. I feel I feel like we need to put something quite positive into this because we you did talk about Hitler for a while, I and did, I, yes. you did start with Hitler as well, and I think that <laughs> I he's such a good icon. I feel that um, I really wanted to make a bit a joke about you and Schindler and about how Me I mean, Schindler. if he hadn't seen that girl in the red coat, like what would have happened? <laughs> well, it's a good point. No, it's not a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably that's there you go. So 
iconic. That's one of the most iconic parts of that film. Talk about why Elton John is an i like an idol to you. Like you said, just because of piano. Like mm. what? Like we'll we'll maybe do another episode about our idols, which is going to be deeply deeply embarrassing because I'm going to talk. Like I talked emphatically about a lot of shit today about like children who faced gun crime or whatever. But I will talk emphatically about Tom DeLonge next episode, and it will be horrendously cringeworthy. Um, remember, actually, do you remember the time that I sang I Miss You down the phone to you <laughs> at like two in the morning? You've done that several times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not super proud of that. <laughs> well, we both sang Celine Dion once, remember that? <laughs> oh. I remember we had a party at my house, my flat, where we like just did like a duet. We just like sang a duet as we tidied the house afterwards as well. And then I remember I put on a Slipknot song and you just like took the piss out of like how I mimicked the drumming on my legs. Um, <laughs> is that when you anyway. were, when you were in your Lion King underwear? <laughs> that was the night that I showed you the Lion King underwear, actually. Yeah, you did show me it. Anyway, um... <laughs> we'll think about it for a bit, and we'll talk about it on the next one, mm. and the, we'll just wrap this up. But there's other ones, like so, like when you were saying you're going to be embarrassed okay. next episode about your like Tom talking about Tom DeLonge. Like I'm going to be talking about like my three gay favorite icons, basically. <laughs> Am I on that list? Freddie Mercury. Yeah, you're on the list, yeah. You, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury and Elton John. John and George Michael. What a list that is. Well, I wouldn't say he's an icon but, or an idol, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, who's the third one? You! <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> no, I'm joking, no. Uh, uh, who's the third one? Well, there isn't a third one. There isn't a third gay one. You can be the third gay one until I ever think nice. of someone. That's <laughs> an afterthought. Yeah. So, um, but two, definitely. Freddie Mercury and Elton John. Um, I guess George Michael. Freddie Mercury, Elton John, and the person you're hiding deep inside yeah, yourself. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. His name is John. It's normally it's you, I'm hiding inside me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah, so should we wrap up? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to wrap? Do you want to do a wrap about Elton the John? people you've spoken about this evening? Yo, my name is Hitler. No, better not, actually. Oh my God. Um, Keep going, keep going, go on. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, yo. <laughs> Your name's Hitler and you're here to say what? I better Sorry. not say yo. That's maybe, that's maybe a bit... Yeah, so... Um, there once <laughs> was a man named Weenus. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, there once was a man named... No. Okay, you got to go like... Um, so, everybody, choose your icon. You've got to get them. Don't say that they're gone. Only Gandhi... And Lincoln are from, that doesn't rhyme, uh, <laughs> places of oppression. Don't say none. Uh, Only. I don't know. Greta is new to the icon scene, uh, but she's going to help you and all the sea bream. And <laughs> Elton John was my icon when I was a boy. And he's so cool on the piano, playing it like a toy. Anyway, I think we should stop there. Cause I'm in danger of hurting myself. <laughs> Lincoln and Gandhi are the only oppressed people ever. <laughs> well, Lincoln wasn't oppressed, was he? But oh, those are the only oppressed nations. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Might have to take that out. But that was excruciating <laughs> and beautiful all at the same time. We should talk about some listener feedback. Oh yeah, finish with listener feedback, yeah. Uh, so I've got two, right? Um, okay. Two sets, because we've not recorded an episode together for like an hour, not an hour, for like a month, even though we saw each other yesterday. We've yeah. not 
we've not actually recorded one of these since mm-hmm. the beginning or late like beginning of September or late August. But remember the episode we did where we talked about music and ad um music's and advertising and music and film and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you talked about this song in the Highlander. Um oh um who wants to live forever? Uh, yeah, so uh, apparently the It's a Kind of Magic album itself was the soundtrack to that movie. And mm-hmm. there's even a line in the... Apparently, I, I was told this, there's a line in the movie where like Highlander turns to the camera and says, It's a Kind of Magic, and like winks or whatever. So it's not just that one song from Highlander, apparently. It enjoys... It's an unofficial soundtrack to Highlander, because there's no official soundtrack, but like... The oh. character Connor McLeod says describes his immortality as it's a kind of magic, and six out of the nine songs from the album are in the film. Does he say it in a Scottish accent? It's a I... kind of magic. Oh, there's a guy that I know who, like, whenever whenever he phones me and he goes, Andrew, how you doing? <laughs> and he's just like, he's from Bristol, and it's just not how he sounds, and it's just oh. like, and he he holds the entire conversation like. Ah, uh, well, you see, I've got this problem, and it's just <laughs> unbelievably <laughs> difficult. Oh, the flying Scotsman! Yeah, well, I guess that's And just... he's like, that's quite good, isn't it? I was like, no, it's not good. Not good at all. Very racist. But thanks for thanks for trying. <laughs> I wouldn't call it racist. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were an impressed people. There you go. Um, not Gordon Brown. What's his name? William Wallace. He was a. He was um, a. <laughs> Gordon Brown. William Wallace. <laughs> he, he was a. He was a. He's an icon. Anyway, yeah. So, what was the second oh, yeah. bit of user feedback? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, um, we. Oh yeah. So a lot of people like loved the like hearing about the different types of covers and whatever. But apparently, we missed Faith by Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a which a big one. I really. The thing is, like, we could do more episodes like that, but it's our. Oh, fuck ton of effort for me to try and put all the clips in like i put in i like there was no notes to that episode because like i put about five or six clips of music in and i just sort of gave up because yeah. i just couldn't I, I just i could yeah i just couldn't um yeah. and then yeah so a couple of people like so like um yeah faith by Biscuit and uh like heart by johnny cash and stuff like that and then somebody called chris mckenzie um replied on twitter and basically had more organized notes in a Twitter response to us than we had in like our actual notes document when we recorded the episode. Do you know who Chris McKenzie is? No. He's my personal trainer. Oh, is he really? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Chris. <laughs> sorry, he's not listening, but... Well, he might be, but anyway, yeah. he sorry, carry be, on. Because he did record, he did respond. Maybe he responded because actually he responded to a tweet. Does he follow the podcast? He does follow the podcast. I wonder if he ever listened. I think he does. He listens every week, I think. He's probably listening to this. Every week, so he listens to the ep- every episode twice. He actually listens more than you do. <laughs> well, no, he, he doesn't listen twice, I don't <laughs> think. He listens once. Like me. Yeah, so he had a whole list, and I'm not going to go through them, because it was embarrassing that I didn't think of half of them. Okay, alright, fair enough. Oh well. It's funny, because like, the first one's like a Johnny Cash cover of Nine Inch Nails, and then the ninth one is a social distortion cover of Johnny Cash. So it's all full circle. Right. Anyway, we should wrap up. You should bring us home and talk about the socials. Bring us home and talk about the socials. Not the socialists. Yeah, so thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me, Andrew. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Yeah, you're doing great, sweetie. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Do it to us on Twitter. We're at Bampots Podcast. 
and go online at www.bamboxpodcast.com. I slurred that, but you know what I mean. And what else are we on? Facebook. We're on Snapchat. We're on, no, we're not on Snapchat. We're on Instagram. Anything else? I think we've got like Reddit and stuff like that. But yeah, just uh, give us some feedback. I quite enjoyed getting all the feedback for the last one. It was better than reading the spam box for my for the <laughs> the Gmail for the, account for the Gmail account. Hot yeah. Russian brains. Yeah. It's it's more fun when people actually get engaged, and I'll do a better job of like replying to people and like putting some stuff up on uh on on Twitter. Yeah, I'll think of some icons that Mark will disagree with and post about them <laughs> from our official accounts, and you'll never notice, and it'll be quite fun. Ah, well, well I'm gonna look up that post wherever you're gonna do it. Specifically, just you just know. to know. Marco learns how to do the internet. One on one. Yeah. Anyway, cool. thanks everybody. Thanks guys. Bye.